The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Daf Mem Bet. Today's daf has been dedicated in memory of Reuven Ben Farha by Susie and Ruby Bibi and family. Today's daf is being studied the Alun Shmat of Laham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden. Amen. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Fuashelema, Ilana Bat Shoshana. El Narefanala, El Narefanala, El Narefanala, Fatanefesh of Fataguf, Ulfuatak, Ramalabo, Vikenian, Asomen Omar. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Latzlahat and for the protection of all Toshave Eris Israel, Anashim, Venashim, Vetaf, of course, including Hayale Israel, Bayabasha, Baviru Bayam, that they should be successful and safe in their efforts in protecting the homeland and Be'azat Hashem, Kadosh Baruch Hu will give us Siyatad uh, in uh, overcoming our enemies. Amen. Amen. We begin today's daf on Mem Alif Amud Sheni and we start three lines from the bottom. Ki Ravdimi, when Ravdimi came from Babel, I'm sorry, when Ravdimi came from Eris Israel. He said, I heard of three red strings. One that the para aduma had in its ceremony. And one that was tied around the side of Mishnah, that was the goat that was sent. And the third one was a red string that was used in the procedure of the Mesorah. Rashi says on the bottom, Dekhtiv ushni Now, the Mefarshim do point out why he does not include the red string that was tied around the Sa'ir Lashem. But since we learned yesterday, the only reason why they put the string around the Sa'ir Lashem is in order so you don't confuse it and mix it up, so that's not really considered a uh, string. That's just in order, you know, for identification purposes. But the other ones are more for the uh, halakhic purposes. For example, the Sa'ir Azazel, the reason why you put it on its horns so it could turn white. As a symbol as the kapara for Klaisa. And the other ones you have Bifirush Pesukim that also say you need a red string. In any event, there's three strings. Now he discusses the weight of these strings. Achat Meshkal Asara Zuz, Vahat Meshkal Shene Silain, Vahat Meshkal Shekel, Veenli Lefaresh. He says, I know the, the, the weight of one of them is two, uh, is ten Zuz. The weight of one of them is two sila'in, and the weight of one of them is one shekel. Now, uh, what is the measurements over here? Ten zoos is the biggest. There are four zoos in a sila. So therefore, ten zoos would be two and a half sila'in. That would be the heaviest uh, in weight. Then you have two sila, two sila would be eight zoos, and then you have a shekel. A shekel, there's two shekel in a sila. So therefore, a shekel would be two zoos. So therefore, it's either ten zoos, uh, eight zoos, or two zoos. Now, those are the sizes of these strings, but he doesn't know which one is which size. So he says, Ki ata Ravin. When Ravin came, 
from Israel, Pirsha Mishemed Rabbi Yonatan. He explained from the name of Rabbi Yonatan, Shel Para Mishkal Asara Zuz. Meaning the Paraduma is the heaviest of the strings. It's Asara Zuz. Why? The Baya Kovid, as she says. Because we learned yesterday, according to some Tanaim, it needs weight in order to fall to the bottom of the fire. And the Sa'ir that was sent to Azazel, that would be Shnesilaim, because if you remember yesterday we learned as well, because you needed to rip it, you needed to separate it, right? Half of it went on the animal, and half of it went on the rock that was on top of Azazel, in order to see the color turn. So if we needed a significant shirut as well. But the mesora, where they used the red string, so that was the uh, smallest shirut. As she says, right, You didn't need it for uh, the purposes of the other items. It's enough to have the measurement of a shekel. Comes the Gibran says, Amar Rabbi Hanan. Rabbi Hanan said, Peligi bar Rabbi Shimon ben Halafta ve Rabbanan. We have a mahlukat between Rabbi Shimon ben Halafta and the rabbis. Beparah, regarding parah. Had Amar Mishkal Asara. One said it has to be the biggest shi'ur, ten zoos. Had Amar Mishkal Shekel. And one of the opinions said, no, it's got to be the smallest shi'ud is okay. Because you have a mahlukat um, over here, extreme. One rabbi says the biggest shi'ud of ten, and one rabbi says the smallest shi'ud of a shekel. But see, how are you going to remember this mahlukat? There's a famous saying, Gimaram bin Ahot says it, Gibran says, whether a person learns a lot or a person learns a little, the main thing is he is the Shem Shem, He does as much as he can. God doesn't uh, count pages. Not as much. The point is he's doing according to his potential. So therefore, based on that uh, saying, we can learn the mahlukat over here is an extreme mahlukat. One opinion says marbe, one says ten. And the other opinion takes the smallest shi'ud, a shekel. Which means the exclusion of the middle opinion that said, two sila'im. So just to remember the mahlukat, we know that they were not arguing on the medium measurement. The mahlukat was on the extreme. Had No, these rabbis were not arguing by paraduma. They were arguing... On the side of Mishtalayah's string, is it ten zoos or is it even a shekel? Right? Now on that day that they had this argument, those rabbis, a rabbi called Rabbi Bar Kise died on that day where the rabbis had this argument. The rabbis gave a siman. To remember the argument. How? They said, The death of Rabbi Barkise atones Meklai Israel like the Sa'id that was sent to Azazel and Kippur. Why? Based on the principle that Mitat Sadiqim, the death of the Sadiqim, had the power to atone on the generation. Rashi says, did Peligiba that they had this argument? Nah, Rabbi Barkisse. Shem Hakam is the name of a rabbi. Mechaped mitat tzadikim mechaped it. 
כדאמרי, כדאמר בעמלק, ולא למועד קטן, למה נסמכה מיתת ארון לבגדי כהונה? The Torah juxtaposes the clothes of the Kohanim to the death of Aaron. לומר לך, מה בגדי כהונה מכפרים? הפיתת צדיקים מכפרת. Just like the death, just like the clothes of the Kohen atone, so to the death of the Tzadikim atone. So this was another way to remember the Mahloket. So no, how are we going to remember that they argued on this subject? Because that was the day that the great Hakam died. So uh, they remembered and said, just like the Tzadikim when they die, they atone like the Sayyidah Mishtalayah. So that will remind them that they argued on that day about what the Shi'ud of the uh, string of the Sayyidah Mishtalayah was. Amar of Yitzhak. Rabbi Yitzhak said, Shtei Shaitot Shama. I heard about two different Shaitot, different slaughterings. Achat Shal Parah, Vechat Shal Paroh. One of the Paladuma, obviously you have to slaughter it. Like we learned uh, earlier, they would go to uh, Hara Mishha. They would go to Hara Zetim. Right? They had a special ramp that they constructed from the Beit HaMikdash to Hara Zetim. And they would go up to Hara Zetim and they would slaughter it. Like we learned at Shekalim. And also the part of the Kohen Gadol. On Kippur, there was actually two parim that would have to be slaughtered. The first part was for himself and his family. Kapara, and the second part was for himself, his family, and all the... Other Kohanim. So the Gemara says, Ahad Keshera Bezar, Vahad Pesula Bezar. So Rabbi Yitzhak said, One Shi'ita of these two is Kasher with a Zar, with a non Kohen, and one is not. Eminayu. But I don't know which one. I have a tradition. I, I know that there's two Shi'itot. I know that one of them a Zar works, one of them a Zar doesn't work, but I don't know which one. Itmar, so the Gemara has a statement. Shaita para uparo. Regarding the shaita of the para duma and the part of the Kohen Gadol and Kippur, Rav Ushmuel, we have a machlok at Rav Ushmuel. Hadamar para pesula. One says the para duma is pesula bezar, meaning you need dafka a Kohen. Paro keshera, but the part of Kippur a non Kohen can slaughter it. The Hadamar, the other rabbi said, paro pesula, the exact opposite. That the part of Kippur is pasul with a zar, para kishera. Now, we don't know who said what. We just know it's Rav and Shemuel. One rabbi said, you know, one side, and one rabbi said the other side. So the Gemara is going to deduce now. Testayim, let us conclude, de Rav hu damar para pesula. Let us conclude that Rav that says, the para dumar is slaughtered by a zar, it indeed is pesula. De amar bizeram, the bizeram said, shechitat para bezar pesula. That the shaita of a para by a zar is pesula. The Amar Rav Ala and Rav said regarding that statement, el azar vehuka shaninu ba. You know why? Because if you look at the parasha para duma, it says el azar, meaning the kohen, the son of Aaron, was the one that slaughtered the first para duma, and it also says the word huka hok. Hok tells us what that it's a it's a law. So therefore, connect the two words. It's a law that Il-Azar, or like Il-Azar, must slaughter the Paraduma. So from the fact that you have those two words in the Parasha Parah, it teaches us that Dafka Kohen could slaughter Paraduma, not a Zar. Look at Rashi, Aaron, Il-Azar, Vehuka. Il-Azar, Ketiv, Ba, Untatem, Otam, Il-Azar, Kohen. Uchtiv, Zot, Huka, Tatora. That's why Paraduma. Vecholeheka, Dekhtiv, Huka, Akubahu. Anytime it says the word chok in the Torah, it means it's mandatory. It's a deal breaker. And therefore the Torah is telling you why Davka can be only slaughtered by Il-Azar and the liking, which is a 
Kohen, meaning a non a non Kohen would be Pesula. So that's Rab's Shita. The Rab, my Shina, Paradikhtiv El Azar Rab, why do you make a difference when it comes to Paraduma? Because it says El Azar Parona Be. By the part of Yom Kippur, Haketiv Aharon Vehuka. By the part of the Kohen, it also says that Aharon, uh, says Aharon's name by the Shaitah of the part of the Kohen. And it also says what? The word Chok, which you teach me. That's a deal breaker. Look at Ashi Aaron, Vehuka Dikhtiv. Vehkriv Aaron, et para hatat ashelo, Vehkiper, Veshahat, et para hatat ashelo. That's referring to Aaron. Ukti Baharemot, Beanyanam, by the laws of Kippur, by Haremot, it says, Dayeta zot lachem, Nehukat olam, Nehapera ben Israel. So just like you learned by Paraduma, El Azar and Hok, so you told me mandatory Kohen. So do the same thing by the part. The part of the Kohen Gadol, it says Aharon and the word Chok. So tell me it's mandatory Davka by right. Kohen. So Gibra says, Shehita Lav Avodai. He says, hold it. Shehita is not an Avodah. It's not a service. Normally, Shehita is Kishina Bezad. In the regular uh, Shehita. Regular Korban. So therefore, when it says Chok, in Ahademot, the Chok is only going on the services. But it's not going on non-services. And if it's is not a service, therefore the Chok is not coming, today. it's mandatory. So if that's the case, So I go back to the Paraduma. If you tell me Shaita is normally not an Avodah, so then say something about Paraduma. I don't care if it says Il Azar and Chok. Bottom line, if the Shaita is not normally a service, so the Chok is not going on, that as well. So the Shani para para is different. The koche bedek habayeti, meaning the paraduma uh, has less kedusha than a regular korban. A regular korban is called koche mizbeach. Here, the paraduma is considered kedushat damim. Its 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 value is sanctified, but it's not, let's say, intrinsically sanctified for the mizbeach. And therefore, as she says, kilomar. We know that it doesn't have Kiddushat Mizbeah. Because where do they slaughter it? On Harazetim. Now, Hilkach, Ensad Avodot Nechlakot Ba, Dechot Avodot Shavot Ba. Which means, the Gemara would say like this, Nothing in the Pala Aduma is really considered Avodah. Because it's not Kiddushat Mizbeah. So therefore, when the Torah says, Chok, it's going on, Everything. You can't make a haluk between shahita and other stuff because the whole paraduma is not kedushat mizbeach. Mashiachin in the case of let's say the part of the kohen gadol was kedushat mizbeach. So therefore you have avodot and you have non avodot. So the, the word hope is going on the avodot, not, not on the non avodah. Mashiachin here by the paraduma, none of it's avodah. I mean, all of its services is done outside the bet hamikdash. Just kedushat darim. So the word hope is going on. Everything. So the Gemara says, "Ve'laf kol dechenu." Isn't it a kavahomer? That's she. But mia, ashaitat parod kedushat tegufi lo ketiva hukah. That's ashaitat para ketiva hukah mivsela bezar. I says, if you're going to tell me by a para aduma, which is only kedushat damim, that a zar is pasul. By a par, which is kedushat mizbeach, all the more so a zar should be pasul. That's the Gemara's question. Ve'laf kol dechenu. Kol dechen meaning kol sheken. It's not a kol sheken. Ama Arab Shisha bered Rab Idi midi daava amarot negaim delav avodahi ubaya keuna. Hold it. I'll show you a case 
that it's not an avodah, but needs a kohen. What is that? Marot nega'in. When the kohen goes into the house to check the tzara'at, right? It's only uh, uh, become tzara'at if the kohen himself renders it a tzara'at. So the law of marot nega'in is not an avodah, it's not a service, but still it's only kashir by a kohen. So therefore you do find non-avodah items that are only shayag by a kohen. And therefore I'll say so too by the case of the para'aduma, even the non-avodah items are going to be considered mandatory for kohen. You have a precedence. Look at Rashi. Amarot nega'im, dikhtiv, lehuva el aron Very good. Comes the Gemara and says... Vilishmuel. Now we'll go to the other side. The Amar Paro Pesula. He says that the part is Pesula Bezar, part of Kippur. My Shena Paro. What's the reason why the part of Kippur is Pesul Bezar? Aaron, the Hukah. He learns, says Aaron, it says the word Hok. And that's referring to all the services, mm-hmm. even Shaita. Paraname, Hakitiv El Azar, the Hukah. Uh, so according to you, Paraduma should also be Pesula Bezar. Because it also says El Azar and the word Hok. By para aduma, it says the pasuk as follows, and you will slaughter it in front of him. In front of him is mashma that el azar is not doing the slaughtering. So the gemara says she is zar shochet vel azar roe. You see v'shachat otal lefanav. It says it will be slaughtered in front of him, meaning he's got to supervise it. But he doesn't have to slaughter it. So if Shemuel says, don't ask me from uh, Paraduma. I got a pasuk by Paraduma to teach me Davka that Zar is okay. V'sha'at otale fanav. Yeah, Elazar might have to be on the scene to watch, but he doesn't have to actually slaughter it. V'rav, oh, so what does Rav do with that pasuk? Because Rav who holds that Paraduma needs a Kohen, how did you learn the pasuk v'sha'at otale fanav? So he says, V'rav shelo yasi'a da'ato lemena. That teaches us that the Kohen who slaughters it, the Shahat al-Fanav, he has to be in front of it, meaning he cannot take his mind off the Paraduma. He cannot uh, lose his attention and uh, take his mind off the Para. So the Gehu Shmuel, Shlui Asiyadatu Minale, how does Shmuel know that you cannot have a Sihadat by the Paraduma? Nafkale, Mivisaraf, Etapara, Le'inav. The Pasuk says by the burning of the Paraduma, Vesaraf et para le'inav. What does le'inav mean? In front of the Kohen. So therefore, from there we learn that it has to be uh, also know Heseyah Hadat. So the Gemara says, Verav had b'shaita, vehad b'srefa, v'sidicha. Rav says, I need both Pasukim. I need a Pasuk of Heseyah Hadat by the Shaita, I need a Pasuk of Heseyah Hadat by the Srefa. I mean, you can't learn one from the other. The Sirika, you need both. The Iket, if it only told me that you, you know Shaitah, I said, I said, yeah, because that's the beginning of the service. So therefore, in the beginning, you have to be careful not to take your mind off of it. Maybe I would say, maybe I said, if it's already at the end of the process, maybe you don't need. Sirika, that's why I need to tell me Sirika. Now, the Iket, if it only told me Sirika, I said, when does the para become a para? 
at the time of the burning. I say, there you need, you know, not to have a se'adat. Avash shaita, shaita, you're beginning it, it doesn't become a paradwa, tell you burn it. Am I not? Sericha. So therefore, let's just review this last, uh, this last derasha over that we said. According to Shemuel, the main uh, item over here is the para of the, the part of Yom Kippur. That shaita bezar is not effective. It's pasul. Why? Because it says Aharon and it says the word Chok. To teach me what? That Davka, Aharon, meaning Kohen Gadol, slaughters it, that's a Chok, that's the Ikuv, that's it. So the Gebra asked on Shemuel, oh, that's how you learn? Or by by, by uh, Paraduman also says, El Azar and Chok. By Paraduman we have a special Pasuk, it says, Veshahat Otale Fanav, which means you just have to store it in front of El Azar. He has to watch it, but not that he has to actually store it. Zar, Shohet, Ve'el Azar, Ro'eh. Oh, Rav, what do you do with that pasuk? That's not I learned that pasuk for say hadat. That is no, no different item. That teaches me that why you queen can I take his mind off the animal? Oh, Shemuel, where do you know Hesayah hadat from? Because I know Hesayah hadat from the pasuk by Serefa. Says Vesaraf Ota Lefanav. Right? So uh, the Mefashim over here ask a question. According to Shemuel. The Saraf, what the Fanaf teaches us what? The Deen of Hesehadad. No Hesehadad. The Fanaf. Why doesn't he learn that Pasuk like he learned the first Pasuk? Maybe it means that uh, Azar is Soref and uh, the Kohen has to oversee it. Just like he said by Vishahat Otal Fanaf. That means Zar Shuhet, Vil Azar Ru'eh. Say it by the Sinifat Para. Zar Soref, Vil Azar. Which is why when it came to the Serefa, uh, you learned in the Inyan, That is the question. So the Siyah Yitzhak answers, because we found Shehita is Kasher Bezar by other Korbanot. So by Shehita there's room to be Flexible and learn the pasuk shaita bezar and El Azar just has to supervise. But other avodot of a korban, we never found that they kasher bezar. So therefore, when it comes to sirifat para, for example, normally the sirifah is a avodah. I'm not going to learn it that somebody else could do it, which is only with other places shaita is kasher bezar. So therefore, when I learn the pivshahat or talifanav, I'll say, oh, shaita, that's from the lighter items. Therefore, I'll say, you know what? Zar shaita aharon roeh. But the saraf or talifanav, normally sirifah, is avodah everywhere. So I'm not going to take the pasuk out of uh, uh, and make a derasha on it. On the contrary, I'll say, what? Really, sirifah has to be done by aharon. But what's the pasuk, uh, oh, El Azar? But what's the pasuk uh, teaching us over here? No, Hesayah Hadad. That's the Siyah answer to that question. So the Gibbara continues. Oh, so the uh, Lav, what do you do with that pasuk of Hesayah Hadad? I also learn Hesayah Hadad from there. What do you mean? So you got uh, two pasukim. You got Veshachat Otal Hadad, Veshachat Otal Hadad. What do you need two pasukim for? Because from one pasuk, I would not know both cases. I would either think only by the Shahita or only by the. Serifah, Shaita would say because it's the beginning of the service. Serifah, it's the beginning when the para becomes a para after the burning. That's why I need both Pesukim to teach me. Hesehadat cannot happen. You have to have kavana from the beginning of the process all the way to the end. Ah, is going to go into a new point. The Gemara say like this: You're telling me that Hesehadat has to be by the Shaita. 
You cannot be by the shaitan. You have to be concentrating, not taking your mind off the animal. And by the sedefa as well. So that implies that at some point in the paladuma procedure, hisay hadad is okay. I mean, what are you coming to exclude? You tell me shaita has got to have kabana. You tell me the sedefa. So the gemara is lemeute mai. Two lines of the matter. What is it coming to exclude? Look at that sheet. Give me the procedure in the paraduma that the that is not going to be posel. So the Gemara says, the meute mai. Ile ma le meute asifat apara or afra should say. Asifat Efra, the collecting of its ashes, umilui mayim nikidush, or filling up the water that you're going to mix with the ashes of the paraduma. Just look at that sheet at the bottom. Asifat Efra. It says ve'asaf ish tahor. Right, the pasuk says that a pure man will gather the ashes of the paraduma, umilui mayim, latet letoch efel azot. Right, to mix it with the ashes in order to sprinkle the kidush. You're pouring the water. So maybe you'll tell me if those two items you don't have to have Kavana, uh, uh, meaning if you lost concentration during that services, it's okay. It says that the Paladuma has to be protected, in order to sprinkle. The many that to be waters of uh, sprinkling. So therefore it's Mashwa that the Shimur has to be until the sprinkling. So if the Shimur has to be to the sprinkling, that includes Shahita, it includes Sedefa, it includes the collecting of the ashes, it includes adding the water. Look at the top of the sheet. Mashma the Sidik Shimur It's why the Mishmeret it's gotta be protected until May. So therefore now we're back to the question. What then are you coming to exclude? Which part of the service is say hadat not a problem? Remember we learned yesterday that one of the procedures in the Paraduma was they would take a Eretz Eris and a Shni Tolat Eretz Eris was a cedar wood Hisab, right? Ezov They would tie it together with the red string and they would throw it in Tosarevat Tapara So that Hisab Adat is not a problem, why? Delav Gufa de Paraninu it's not in the actual para itself. It's external to the para. Meaning it's not the burning of the para, the ashes of it, the water. It's a separate procedure in the para aduma ceremony. So that item, hesehadat, is not a factor. That she said, no, that's it. So therefore it comes out according to Gemara. Gemara originally wanted to say that serifa, hesehadat, is a problem. Shaita, hesehadat, is a problem. Now we're coming out that collecting of the ashes, that would be a problem, pouring the water in, anything that's related to the paraduma proper, that is going to be a problem. When is that not an issue? On things that are peripheral to the paraduma. For example, the etzeres, ezov, ushni, tolat, and that procedure, if there was a if the Quran took his mind off it, however you want to say, it would be still kasher. Amtikimaran says, Itmar. We have a statement. Shaitat 
para bezar. Back to that question. The paraduma being slaughtered by a zar. Rabbi Ami Amar Keshera. Rabbi Yitzhak Nefha Amar Pesula. As we see another Mahlokit. These are actually Mahlokot of, of rabbis that were in Eretz Yisrael. The first Mahlokot was Rabu Shmuel. They were in Babel. So now the Gibra is saying that the same Mahlokot of the rabbis of Babel also was in Eretz Yisrael. These are the rabbis of Eretz Yisrael. Ula Amar Keshera. Ula says Keshera. Amrila Pesula. And some say Ula said that it is Pesula. So they got all the opinions on if the Paraduma needs a Kohen or can even be slaughtered by a Zar. Mativ Rabbi Yoshua Bar Abba. Rabbi Yoshua Bar Abba is coming to ask a question against Shimuel. To bring a proof to Rav. Rav was the opinion that said, Para Aduma needs Dafka a Kohen. That a non grieving Azar is Pasul. So now we're going to bring a proof from a Braita to the opinion of Rav. Again, Rav Shita was Para Aduma is Dafka by a Kohen. And Azar is going to be Pasul. Enli ela hazaat memeha she'en kesherin ba'ish be'isha keba'ish ve'en kesherin ela bayom. Now, regarding hazaat memeha, the sprinkling of the waters, we know two things about the sprinkling of the waters. Number one, she'en kesherin be'isha keba'ish. A lady cannot do the sprinklings of the waters. It must be done. By a man. Because the Pasuk says, Who yithattabo? Who? It's got to be done by a man. Number two, Ve'en kesherim ela bayom. It's only kasher also to do in the day. The, the Pasuk says, Who yithattabo bayom ashilishi. So bayom, we know, is the day. Now, Minayin l'rabot shaitata Ve'kabalat dama. How do I know that what? That I'm coming to include also the shaita, the slaughtering of the paraduma, kabalat dama, the receiving of its blood, hazaat dama, you have to sprinkle the blood in front of oil mu'id, of the paraduma. And the burning of the paraduma and the shlachat etz is ve'ezov ushditolat into the fire. How do you know that those items also are only kasher bayom? Because the only item that we know definitely is dafka bayom is the sprinkling, because it says bayom ashelishi. How do we know all these other procedures that are also only? How do we know that they are only kasher only bayom? It doesn't say. Specifically by Yom on these items. So how do you know that these items dafka can be done by Yom? That's the question of the Braita. You got the question of the Braita? Mm-hmm. The Braita starts off. The Braita says you have one item that certainly is dafka by Yom and it's pesula by Isha. What is that? That is the hazaat memeha. It's taking the waters of the Pradhama and sprinkling it on the tameh. We know clearly from Pesukim. It says, who? And it says, Bayom. So we know Isha's Pesula, and we know Dafka Bayom. The Gabbara is asking, how do you know all the other proceeds of the Paraduma 
or only kasher bayom. What are those other procedures? Shaita, hazaa. That's the sprinkling of the blood. Kabbalat adam, the uh, burning it. The ashlakat etzezov and the into the fires. The Torah. Tamud omar Torah. What does Torah mean? So it says zot hukata Torah. And from there they learn, it's all one Torah, it's all one law. All the paraduma laws are the same. If this is only kasher bayom, everything else is only kasher bayom. Yachol, she'ani marbeh, af asifat efra umilui ma'im vekidush. Oh, you can even tell me that this includes collecting the ashes, Filling the water and mixing it with the ashes, you know, it's also only uh, a day item. Tamud Lomar Zot. The Pasuk says Zot. Which means, what does Zot mean? Zot says this to exclude others. So now already we have some and some. We have Zot Okata Torah. All the laws, Torah Hat. Zot tells us that except only these, but not those. So the other Gemara says, Umara itel rabotet elu, ulotziet elu. Which means, how do you know which ones to include and which ones to exclude? Achar shiniba katuv umi'at. Which means, once already I have a pasuk that's including and excluding, so I know I gotta include something and I have to exclude. Zot excludes. Torah includes. So it says, Amart. Which means, I'll learn everything from the sprinkling of the blood, the sprinkling of the waters. Now, we know the sprinkling of the waters, but clearly writes. Right? Number one, it's got to be done by a man. As we know, it's only kashir as well in the day, because it says bayom. Because we know these items are not kasher for a lady to do. How do we know these items are not kasher for a lady to do? Because it says, it says by these items over here, uh, ish. So therefore, once already I see a similarity between these items and hazaat ma'im and kesherim elabayom. So if I compare it as well to the law of yom, just like hazaat ma'im is only bayom, so to these items as well as only bayom umotzi ani, and I'll exclude. Asifat efra umidui ma'im vekidush hu il vekesherim beishak veish. These items filling the water, uh, collecting the ashes. These items are kasher by an isha. Kesherim dame bayom ubalayla, and therefore I'll say it's kasher as well bayom ubalayla. Now. At this point, the Gemara gets the whole Braita. Now we got to figure out where the question is. Somewhere in this Braita, there's a question against Shemuel and a proof according to Rav. But let's just review the Braita. The basic point of the Braita was to give me the laws of Paraduma that will be Kasher Davka Bayom. Well, we know clearly Hazat Maim is Davka Bayom. 
And we also know it's not kesherah to do by a isha. So oh, that's the case, we want to include all the other items as well. Sha'ita, hazaah, serifa, etc., etc. Okay, good. Why? Because it says, Zot hukat. Zot Torah, mean Torah, Torah achat, is considered one law across the board. Okay, so include even the collecting of the ashes and all that. Kabbalah says, no, no, no. Zot. It's coming to exclude. Well, how do you know what to include and what to exclude? I'm going to include things that are similar. And I'm going to exclude things that are not similar. These items are similar to Azad that what? That they're, uh, they're kasher, they're only kasher by a man and not a lady. Therefore, I can go further and say, and therefore the only kasher in the yom, and not the light of a shaker, the collecting of the edges that's kasher by a lady. So therefore I'll say it's also kasher ben bayom, ben bala. That's the braita. Now what's the proof of it? What's the question? So Gemara says, "Ve'ai mighty yufta." What's the question of the writer? Ilema. Maybe it's like this. Mede pesulin beisha pesulin name bezar. Maybe your point is like this. Now you're telling me that the sheita is pesula by an isha. Right? One of the things was you tell me that a lady cannot do the sheita. That was your whole uh, connection. You want to tell me the reason why we compare Shaitat Azah because they have uh, uh, a commonality to it. What's the commonality? That they're all Pesula by Isha. Therefore, I'll say they're Pesula also. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, if it's Pesula by Isha, maybe it's Pesula by Zad also. I mean, Isha and Zad are equal. If you tell me Isha has no good, Zad is also. That's a question against Shemuel. Because Shemuel says Shaitat Bezad is Kishira by the Paranamas. If that's the question, Hazat Memea Tuchiyah. All that the sprinting of the waters will disprove you. Why? Shepesulin beisha vekesherim bezar. Hazat memeah. The Gemara says it's pasul fei baisha, but azar can do it. So then, you see, not everything that isha is pesula automatically makes a zar pesula. So Gemara says, Amar Abaye, Hainu Tiyufte. Now you want to know where the question is? It's from over here. Isha ma'itama. What's the reason why isha is no good for the shaita? El Azar velo Isha. Because it says in the Pasuk, who slaughtered the first Paraduma? El Azar. El Azar was a man. So you know, El Azar velo Isha. Zar Nameh. El Azar velo Zar. So also say El Azar. El Azar go ahead. In the same way you were able to, uh, to exclude a lady in the Shaita. So exclude Azar. That's the question. So therefore the Gemara says it's Tiyufta. That's a refutation against the opinion of Shemuel. Once the Pazuk says El Azar, how you going to tell me uh, Azar is okay? Hmm. If, you, if you can exclude a lady from the word El Azar, you can all also exclude non kohanim also from the word El Azar. Look at that sheet. Isha ma'itama. Mina l'shaita pesula bi'isha. How do you know that Shaita is pesula ba'isha? Bishlama kabbalat dama. Bazaat dama. And now we're bringing, we never brought these proofs, now we're bringing these proofs. How do you know that these other items are pesula ba'isha? Tiktiv velakah el azar kohen midama. So clearly it says the el azar takes the blood. So we know kabbalah must be done by a, by a man. Hainu kabbalah. And he sprinkles the blood. Which means all the items, 
the etz is nezo, all that she's telling you is, it's all done by men and not ladies. Which means, had it, above in the Braita, we just took it as a fact that these items are kashir only by men and not ladies. Now that she's giving you the pisukim to show you how that's so. Now once you're telling me that these items over here are only kashir by, uh, by men, because it says the word Il-Hazar, and they're not kashir by uh, ladies, right? Because of Il- so for the same uh, logic, I'll tell you, it says Il-Hazar by these items, it should only be kashir by a Kohen, and not a Zar, right? And that's the refutation against Vichiechi. Finish Rashi. Just like we excluded women from these pesukim, we also exclude zad. So before we go further, I just want to uh, review this brayta uh, one more time. Basically, Gemara is trying to bring a brayta to go against Shemuel. Shemuel held that sheita by the paradumas keshena bezar. What do you mean, Shemuel? How can you tell me it's Kishira Bezad? I got a Beferush Braita. Let me give you the givens in the Braita. Given number one, Hazaah, that's the sprinkling of the waters on the Tameh, must be done in the day. Like it says, Bayom. And must be done also by a man. Because it says, who? Okay. Now, how do I know uh, other items also must be done in the day? In the day, that's what we're looking for. That's our question in the bride. I don't know other items. other items? Shaitat apara. Hazaat dam apara. Serifat apara. Putting the Ezov and the Etzeres and the Shnitolah together. Those items, how do you know it's all done in the day? So the Gemara says, it says, Zot Okada Torah. Torah, I learned of it. It's all one Torah. Just like the Hazaat Ma'im is done in the day, everything else of the Paradigm is also done in the day. Oh yeah, everything else? You mean even the collecting of the ashes? Even the pouring of the water and mixing it into the ashes? All that also done? No, that's not that. That can be done even in the night. Why? Zot. Zot comes to explode. Not everything, only these items. So the given right to said, well, how do you know what to include and what to exclude? What if you have a derasha? You know, who told you what to include? So he says, I'm going to include things that are similar to Hazat Mayim. What are the two properties of Hazat Mayim? Biyom and Isha Pesula. So to compare things that are similar to Hazat Mayim. Shekita, Serefa, Hazat Dam, the Ezob, all those things have a commonality that they're Pesula Isha. That's what she quoted all these pesukim over there. All those pesukim that talk about those procedures have the word ilazar over there. They teach me what? Davka, a man and not a lady. Oh, so just like they're similar, that you don't need, that you davka need a man, I'll say you also need davka day. Davka day. We're still in the brighter. Davka day. And therefore, just like Hazat Mayim is day and a non, it uh, has to be a male. So to these other procedures, it's also by a man and also done in the day. Masha'enke, collecting of the ashes and uh, pouring the water in the para, even a lady is okay for that. So if a lady is okay for that, I'm not, I can say even night will be okay. You don't have to do it in the day. That is the brighter. To that the Gemara asked, Oh, if you're telling me now that Shaita can only be done 
by a uh, uh, a man and not a lady. What's the logic? The logic is because it says in Azar. I tell you, no man and not a lady. So for the same money, I'll tell you that when it says El Hazar, it means a Kohen and not a non-Kohen. But to you, Proof to? Nah. Nah continues. Amar Ula. Now we're just going to give some dirashot on the Pesukim of Paraduma. Dirashot. Kol parasha kula. The whole parasha Paraduma. Mashma motzi miyad. Mashma, umashma mimela. There's two styles of derashot in the para aduma perasha. There's a style called motzi miyad, and another style is called mashma mimela. What are these two styles of derashot? Let's look at Rashi. Kola parasha kula. Shel para kemo shavdotea sedrot zuharazu. Because the para aduma gives you all the Services that must be done. Mashma motzi miyad mashma umashma memela. Kishet dagdek ba when you're going to start analyzing these pesukim. Enechai yachol lazvot shitat haparasha b'shaveh. You're not going to be able to learn all the pesukim in one style. Sheyu kol mekraot shavim zayimze to make all the pesukim uh, equivalent in the style of the rasha. Ela yesh behen shemashma mikra ze motzi mechlal mashma mikra shlefanav. Meaning, some style of the rasha over here in this parasha is pasuk B is coming to undo what was said in pasuk A before it. Example that she says, mashe pasal ze hechir ze. That's one sound of the Meaning, one pasuk is going to mash mash pasuk. The next pasuk is going to come along and say, Kasher. That's motzi mash it, 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 it undoes, let's say, what was done, what was implied from the pasuk before it. Right? That's called mashma motzi miyad mashma. It's motzi from what was said above. Now, Yeshba Mikraot. And some derashot are very like, like a regular derashah. Whatever it's mashma, that's what the derash is. That the implication stands in its place. It's not coming to exclude something else. Now the Yerashah says, automatically be able to figure out which derashot fall into the first category, where it's coming to reverse something that was mastered in the Pasuk before it, or the regular derashot, it says it, and we're just giving a simple uh, commentary derash to the Pesukim. So now Gibraltar starts off the first one. First derash. Untatem ota el azara kohen. You got to give the paraduma. First paraduma was done by el azar kohen. Ota le el azar. The word ota is the key. You give this one it. First paraduma to el azar. Velo le dorot le el azar. But the subsequent paradumas. In the generations, you don't have to give it to El Azar or liken El Azar. So the other Gemara says, "What does that mean?" There's two options. Some will say that yes, in the future generations, you only give it to a Kohen Gadol. El Azar was not a Kohen Gadol. El Azar was a Segan. He was the assistant to the Kohen Gadol to his father. So therefore, maybe the person was saying the first one you got to give to El Azar. 
Ota, but the subsequent ones gotta go to Kohen Gadol. Or some go the other way. Some say no, the future generations, you just need a regular coin. You don't even need a Sigan. So the question is, what is the Otah coming to exclude? Either to tell me the everyone agrees the first one was done by Al Azad. The question is, what about the subsequent ones? So the first Shita says the subsequent ones, Tafka Kohen Gadol. Second Shita, no, no, no. The subsequent ones, you don't need a Sigan. It's enough to even have a regular we understand the, the, the second rabbi. Eraza was a segan. Right? So you're telling me the first one you need is segan, ota, mashma, the second ones or the subsequent ones, you don't need a segan, even a regular kohen. Which means you're coming to, come, you don't need an elazar. It's much, you can even have less than an elazar. How did you know to upgrade? Which means, you tell me the other first one, El Azar. The subsequent ones, you need a Kohen Gadol. Where did you get to, to jump up to a Kohen Gadol? So the Gemara says, Look at Rashi. Aharon was alive during the first one? Yes, but he didn't, he didn't do the first one. Look at Rashi, first wide line. Exactly. Which means, once the Torah tells me, um, the first one can be done by Al-Azhar. The subsequent ones can be done by Anybody. Kohen Gadol, Kohen Ejot, there's no... Not mm-hmm. How do you know to come along in the first shita and say, Dafka a Kohen Gadol. So the Gemara says, Gemar, Chuka, Chuka, Miyom Kippurim. We have a Gizra Shava. It says the word Chok by Paraduma. It says the word Chok by Kippur. Just like by Kippur, the surface is only done by a Kohen Gadol. So to Paraduma, can only be subsequently done only by a Kohen Gadol. Okay. Next derash. So that's a regular derashah. That's not coming to exclude something in the pasuk before it. That's just a regular straight derashah. Ve'otzi ota. Okay, next pasuk. And you'll bring the para aduma out. Right, you have to take it out to the uh, mountain. How does the team to slaughter it? Right? Ve'otzi ota. Shelo yotzi aheret amma. You only take one para at a time. Ve'otzi ota. You cannot take another out, another one out with it. That's it. A paraduma is stubborn; doesn't want to walk. So if I take another animal, and there's two animals, it'll, it'll walk with its friend. No, you can only take out one animal at a time. You can't take out more than one. Because it's not like we have in the Mishnah. Loita pararotzei that's it. That's it. A paraduma did not want to go out. In motzi'in ima shechora. Let's say you have a black one. Which is pasul paraduma, but it's just another animal. So figure the animal will walk with its friend. You cannot take out a black uh, one even. Why? Because what are the people going to say? Oh, they slaughtered the black one. The marit ayin is going to cause uh, cause problems. They can't even take out another paraduma. I mean, let's say two paraduma simultaneously. You can't take them both out at the same time. So the people won't say that they slaughtered two. What's the problem? What's the problem with slaughtering two? They both paradumas. So look at the Rashi. Very important Rashi. Shadoyim Rushtaim Shahatu, the Kaimanan Shekol Melachot Tanaasot Ima Poslot Ota Kidetnan. Kolaosek Biparam Bithila Bahatsov Postin Ota Bimlacha. Which means 
when you're working with a paraduma, you're not allowed to do any other avodah in between the paraduma. Meaning, they're working on paraduma number one. If let's say they slaughter paraduma number two, it's posel now the avodah paraduma number one because you interrupted it with a. Not the Avodah. Meaning it's got to be a straight service or anything else. So if you take it to Paradumah, you know what the people are going to say? That's Pasul. They slaughtered both of them. If they slaughtered both of them, that means that it's, uh, there was an interruption over here. And they did an Avodah in between the uh, service of the first one. So therefore the Gemara says, Ota, you only let it go out alone. Not with a black one. Not with a red one. Because the Gemara says, Rabbi Omer, Rabbi says, Lo menashem huzeh. That's not, that, that's not the reason. That's not the reason why. Ela emar ota levada. Don't start giving reasons over here why you can't have two. Because the people are going to say the people are going to think the reason why you can't send that two because it says ota. Ota is just one, not another one. Vetanakama haketiv ota. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Tanakama. What are you giving logic here? The pasuk says ota. Shouldn't that be enough? So the Gemara says, "Man Tanakama, who's the Tanakama? The Bishamoni, the Darish Tameh Dekra." Very important pshat here. There's a famous opinion in Shas of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon gives the reasons behind the pesukim. He doesn't just say the pesukim. It says what it says. No, he gives the logic behind why. Uh, the law is what it is. It's called Doresh Ta'amitikla. He gives the reasons behind the Pesukim. For example, his source is the case of what the Torah says, Lot Tahbol Beged Almana. You're not allowed to take as a collateral the garment of an Almana. You lend money to a widow. If you want a collateral. Do not, do not take a collateral from an almana. Why? From the pasuk it's mashma, whether she's poor or rich. Does it make, doesn't make a difference. Almana is poor or rich. However, the Bishamon comes along and says it's only talking about a poor widow. Why? Because he gives the reason. What's the reason why they don't want you to take a, a collateral? But that doesn't tell you. He goes and gives the reason. He says because the issue is like this. If she's poor, what's going to happen? Every uh, night, you're going to have to go, or every morning, let's say, if you took, our, you took our garment, let's say. Every morning, you have to go back to our house and return the garment so she can wear it during the day. You're going to have to go back at night and take it. What's going to end up happening? You're going to cause for her a bad reputation. People are going to start to see, what is this guy doing? Every day he's coming, at night he's bringing back food. So therefore, do not take a collateral from an almana, it's dafka, an aniyah, an ashira. She's rich, you take a collateral, you have to return it by night, she has uh, other stuff to wear. So once he's giving the logic, he already minimizes the, the dirash. Which is what it says, Lot tahbol, begin almana, dafka, aniyah, but not ashira. Where's the rabbis? We're not giving reasons over here. Torah says, do not take a collateral. Period. Then don't say, Ashir, Ani. Therefore, if you're not doing this, Tamir, the cloud includes everybody. Now let's apply that over here. You're right. The Pasuk says, Ota. You only take out one. The Bishwan agrees. Of course, the Torah says only one. But I'm giving you the reason. 
I'm thinking, why you only take out one? So they don't think you slaughtered the black one. Also they don't think that you slaughtered another red one in between. Oh, so the Gebra says, my benayu. What's the difference? Bottom line, everybody agrees, you can't send out more than one. So the Gebra says, Ika benayu apik hamor bahada. Let's say you take out a donkey with it. According to Tanakama, the Pasuk says, Ota, you can only take the paraduma alone. So even a hamor you can't take out. But according to the Bishavon, the whole reason is thus, maybe you slaughtered the black one. Maybe you slaughtered the second weapon. No one's going think you slaughtered the hamor. There's no hamor, this is not, not, not a question for, it's not a para. So therefore, the whole reason is that they might think something with a para, that does not apply to a hamor. So it comes out, we have a fantastic nafgamina between Tanakama and Rabbi Shimon. If let's say it's permissible to get the para duma to go out with a hamor. Tanakama will say, no, Ota, Ota is alone. I don't care, not a Amor, not a Para Sha'ora, not a Para Duma. But Sheikh, according to the Bishimon, Amor is Mutar. Why look at the top Rashi? Did the Tanakama Shari, the Lekha Shema Yumru, the Rabbi. Tanakama and the B. Sorry, Tanakama and the B. Tanakama and the B. The B. and the B. Correct, correct. Tanakama is the B. Correct. The B. and the B. As she says, the B. Asur. Why? Da'ota kiti. Baruch Allah ala ala.